Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market from Collector's Corner. My name is P. You may know me online as Aston, joined by my co-host and great friend Jared, who you may know online as Jared underscore pause, founder of 8NAP, which is both a digital asset fund and an art platform that we'll be launching in the coming months. Excited for that. How are you, Jared? Doing really well. As I shared with you off camera, the fourth artist for 8NAP Art made a commitment. It's one that I'm like incredibly, incredibly excited about. So um, just grinding and growing both on the fund and on the platform it, it's it feels good it feels like there's a lot of momentum and we can uh, talk about it in the sentiment check but overall just really really bullish and excited for what's to come likewise so are we know you've been working hard on this so really cool to see that and here is my twitter for anyone who's watching on screen at aston cloud Please give me a follow. Here is Collectors Corners, Twitter at Collectors underscore XYZ. If you're listening and you enjoy this show, we really appreciate you and would appreciate a follow. Uh, also on YouTube, please like and comment. That really helps us a lot. And if you're not able to watch on video, this will be on podcasting platforms as well. And we have a newsletter where we write more stories than we can fit in this show. The newsletter is $20 a month to get all of the weekly content. Uh, if you are not able to pay, every other week is free. This week's one will be free. And finally, I know there's a lot going on. Last but not least, I have a investor service, Collector's Corner Premium, if you want to build wealth while collecting great art. All that out of the way, let's go straight into the vibe check. Jared, what's the vibe out there in the broader market? I like the vibe. It's, to me, putting in a, a really good vibe base i don't know how you quantify that but there are no like large sales that we'll talk about later but overall i feel like the attention is going into the appropriate places there's not the manic everything goes up yet but man it feels good that there's attention going to the right places in my opinion absolutely it does seem like there's been a focus on quality a focus on artists who are interacting with their collectors in a quality way, interesting experiments. Uh, and uh, overall, I think just the flushing out of the mania, which is great. And, uh, you know, we were talking a little off screen. It could be end of summer. Things are a bit quiet, but not negative. You know, it's not like a, a, a major lack of liquidity, just a, a whole hum summer bear market week. Speaking of, let's, let's take a look at the Ethereum gen art side. What did you see over here the last seven days? So the the two sales that wanted to highlight is one a light years sale by Dmitry Cherniak for 17 ETH. That was a really cool sale because it bumped the floor up to 25. You don't see those move very well, but the 17 ETH uh, one is actually that in Collector's Corner Premium. You know we had identified uh, as an opportunity, and there's also a Def Beef synth poems. But overall, and I think that sold for 17 ETH also. Apparently that's the magic number over the last seven days. And then just two others I wanted to to talk about or at least address is that there's a memories that I just absolutely, I've adored since day one. I call it the hummingbird and it sold. It's a smoke and fire. 
Uh, I forget, I didn't put down the exact number, but it sold this week for 60. I just thought that was a really, really uh, cool buy because this is one that looks blatantly like a hummingbird. And then, you know, to tap on memories again, there was a great focal memory sale at, at 6.5. So I just think if you're, if you're out there and you're looking at collections or acquiring really great pieces, you know, there's a, there's just, again, we've been saying this, I feel like for the last couple months, great opportunity. Yeah. Right there on screen memories, six, three, two. I, I don't know about you, but uh, that piece in particular motivated me to go look for um, animal representatives. I think I had a, a hummingbird myself at one point. So I don't know. It just, it feels like uh, that, that was a really fun piece. And I forget who uh, tweeted about it. They're this the wallet generative underscore maxi. They they tweeted about the acquisition and it it just looks like it arrived in a really good home. They're very complimentary to the piece. So, you know, that's just the the affirmation that we were talking about about the market sentiment that these pieces are going to the right people and the right people are getting excited about it. So uh, a little bit of a, a divergence from the notable sales, but you know, overall just consistent volume this week. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, as you mentioned, the light years piece by Dmitry Cherniak was on Collector's Corner Premium. Uh, this piece, this Memories of Chilin, six thirty two, was also on Collector's Corner Premium multiple times, and it's I I don't say that to show Collector's Corner Premium, but obviously I'm a fan, but really more to say it's somewhat predictable. It seems like we're noticing the good deals that are out there, and they're not getting snatched right away, but within a few days or you know a few weeks they do get picked up and so there is some inefficiency in the market if uh, we're kind of multiple folks are seeing the same thing and and kind of deciding that hey yeah this is undervalued so that's nice to see as well um and uh, probably good for the market to take a bit of a breather probably good that we didn't see any fidenza sales in the last 7 days things needed to just rotate and cool off a bit but really Overall, great to see the movement uh, on the high end. And uh, in terms of FX hash, uh, you know, it, I do feel a little bit like a broken record on this one. Over the last seven day period in FX hash, we had one new collection that did quite well in terms of secondary volume, leading the pack. For once, Zenken is not at the top, uh, but he's in number two. We have some kinder garden monuments move and really similar story. Uh, maybe a little bit more of secondary action by like a thousand, a couple thousand Tezos compared to the prior week. But really similar story here. We have a mix of new projects, uh, but mostly old projects that are well-loved, continuing to see some liquidity and volume. Anything yeah, that you've I can noticed? say confidently this week, I'm a contributor to that volume. I, I picked up a an Asekia on, on a bid that I had in that I was super stoked to, to get. So again, if you guys are looking at collections, put the bids out there and contact those sellers and see what happens man there's there's definitely uh some some beautiful opportunities out there i saw that also another piece mentioned on collector's corner premium i'll say this uh, this oh. was a really nice pickup yeah. yeah i was really happy to to add this to the to the funds collection definitely uh well let's i'm sure other things that make you happy uh chromie squiggles what's been going on on the squiggle side We'll touch on the the mints in a little bit, but this is a uh, I would say right in line with the last couple of weeks of um, price action. The volume was two hundred and seventy one squiggles this week. That's up from two fifty point nine two last week. 
10.3 floor versus 10.2. So trending in the right direction and 21 sales versus 20. Again, overall, really standard week. It felt like um, the intention, the attention and enthusiasm is building up. I really feel like this is that, that proverbial basketball underwater and we're just looking for some sort of release mechanism which could be the the last mint in the project but it, it just it feels like there's something special uh on the horizon here uh the the highlights there's one buyer in particular that you know has just been buying up some really great pieces and they're active in the squiggle dow discord and they blatantly said i'm gonna pay what i want to pay for the pieces i want to buy and you know, i think they 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 bought three pieces this week. It included a 21 ETH ribbed sale uh, that there was a color spread 12 that they acquired for 19.5 ETH. That was number 7807. And there was a color spread 12 that they they really paid up for is 9770. They paid 22 ETH. So I thought that was really, really exciting to be able to see somebody acquiring pieces that they love and targeting those. Uh, overall, just a little fun fact uh, in their collection is number 2161, which at one point resided in my personal wallet. So it's cool to see, again, the theme for this week, is great pieces getting to great collectors. Um, then the other notable sales, there's a bold for 16.5 weeth. So again, if you're looking to put that set together, be active with putting weeth bids out there. You'll be surprised what could uh, actually land. And, and that's a good looking bold. You know, forty-two, thirty-four. I think that's a, you know, it's not a floor bold. It's I love the shape on this one, and just even like the the tip of it, how it's just slightly different in color. Man, this I think it looks good. Yeah, fun fact. This is the last one I'll say. Uh, also, collector's corner premium. In in this case, uh, we we pointed this one out. Got hit a nice bid on it. So congrats to that that premium member. Sixteen and a half, man. I. Uh, I got a bold at 23 and I was really psyched. Uh, it seems like I could have done better, but amazing update as always, Jared. Thank you on this. And we'll talk more squiggles in just a little bit. I know we're both excited to talk about that. Uh, let me quickly touch on friendship bracelets by Alexis, Andre, and Snowfro. Had 151 sales in the past week. That was up from 125 in the last period. Uh, 19 Ethern volume that resulted from those sales versus 16. Last week, and the floor price has held pretty steady, 0.11 versus 0.1. It really hasn't changed. And uh, the the stat that keeps popping out on Friendship Bracelet's listings up a little bit, 1366 versus 1331. That's about 3.5%, folks. Floor is thin. Uh, bracelets are thinning out, holding up at this 0.1 ETH level. Really interested to see what happens when we get some liquidity and uh, some more interest back in gen art, knowing that it might be a year or two until that flows down to bracelets, but um, bracelets are looking good. And not importantly, importantly, they're not showing us any alarm bells about the broader market, which is really what we pay attention to. Uh, let's do some quick uh, release recaps. Just one I wanted to tee up here, Jared. It, this is Brain Mappings by Ira Greenberg. It is the latest Braindrops release. Came out on... August 30th. So just yesterday we're recording 31st. This will be out the first really interesting project that had, uh, you know, a bunch of different motifs and all the sort of aerial images meant to look like real world images, obviously with a little bit of fantasy mixed in. If you look at the colors of some of these uh, landscape, not landscape, but uh, aerial views. 
aerial mappings. Uh, project minted at 0.1 ETH, fixed price. That's how Braindrops does it. It's up a little bit, 0.162. I guess there are 511. I didn't realize there's a couple extras there. Um, decent amount listed, so it'll probably trend down. But overall feels like a pretty good release at a decent price, and a lot of people are excited about it. Curious to hear your thoughts, Jared. I really like the variety in the outputs. I think there's some that aesthetically are more uh, I'm drawn to more than the others but overall you know from the a couple different discords I've been in it's been very well received and there you're starting to see you know individuals like Grant Yoon tweet about the diptych that he put together and I think that like there there's something about it that to me is very positive about driving attention to AI art I'm starting to see a narrative develop about uh AI being a, a tool for this generation I think drops like this will will start to onboard more and more people. But as you scroll through, man, there's just there's some that my eye are drawn to more than others, and I think that uh, you'll start to see my my hypothesis is it'll be a, a successful collection, and you'll start to see a variance between I'll call it the highly collected pieces and maybe the floor pieces. Yeah, and I you know it's just as an aside, I feel like we're so spoiled. Uh, I, the art is really nice. Ira, I'm sure, spent a lot of time creating this art, uh, and you know, in my mind, you can look at this and you can nitpick a little bit here and there about different features of the art, but overall it's really, really nice. And I think we're just spoiled. We're going to be an era in an era of such fantastic art. So I agree with you on AI as a tool, really excited to see how artists can creatively integrate it into their process, uh, you know, however big or small and, and what that ends up looking like the future holds yeah, for us. I wasn't intending to nitpick. It's more or less, it's an amazing drop. It's been one of my favorite uh, AI drops in a long time. So to, to your point, kudos to the artist, kudos to the release. I, I think that, you know, the other point I'll make is the, the drop being 511 was appropriately sized. Like there's a good variety that shows up in here. And, and I, I think people will be drawn to it. Yeah. And I, by the way, I wasn't saying you're nitpicking. I just was kind of reflecting on how we can get, at least I can get lost in the weeds and start, you know, analyzing and dissecting something. But, you know, it's good for me to take a step back and say, wow, you know, regardless, this is really, really nice art. Uh, some more, actually, not more, but some news. Uh, Chromie Squiggles essentially completely minted out. It seems like it happened pretty quickly over the last month, but Snowfro had a really nice uh, post here on Twitter where he talks about it. 66 squiggles came out yesterday. Only two are left. One that is some special commemorative thing that he'll announce soon. And the very, very last one going to the LA County Museum of Art. Uh, Jared, I mean, there's kind of a couple narratives here we can talk about. One is the finally, effectively, the end of squiggle minting. Anybody who is holding out hope, like me, that I might get a squiggle mint, that's now over, but that's okay. Uh, and also, what did you think of the squiggles that came through? Any that you liked, uh, however you want to take it. But those are the two thoughts that come to mind. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk first emotionally. Uh, the emotional aspect of it is it's, I'm like, I love seeing these, the, these come out of the mentor. It's such a fun you know, being so deep into the algorithm uh, and being able to get into the details, I love seeing everything come out of the mentor. 
it, it just brings me so much joy. I mean, the last time it happened, I hopped on uh, Spaces with the Squiggle Down, and we were like doing some live review. It just, it's like an adult Christmas, man. Like I, I just absolutely love it. And yes, I'm a Squiggle nerd. I own SquiggleMaxi.eth. Like th- this is exciting for me and for the community. So it's sad to, and then so the flip side is it's sad. It's sad to think that like uh, it's coming to an end. Um, and I, I think that history we look back on it, and there's gonna be you know, a line in the sand of like um, Squiggles pre-closed mentor and Squiggles, you know, upon its completion. I'm I'm very grateful to have had the opportunity being later to Squiggles to have minted one through the Venus over Manhattan. And I think that, uh, you know, this is just showing the, so, so then the analytics aspect of it. Again, shout out to Nifty50 and his amazing tweet that analyzes all of the the actual data and some of these outputs. And he always finds like, the little, the little pieces to the algorithm that are always so fun, you know, like one of the mints created a triplet, which is really fun to see that even if the, all the, the metadata is the same, you know, the output is, is varied. So that's like very reassuring about the uniqueness of every piece. But, you know, the other thing that was really interesting is 66 mints and you didn't see any hyper or hyper variance or perfect or full spectrums. Right. So uh, it's crazy to think that there's only two left. I think that the highlights for for me was there's a just absolutely stunning ribbed and then there's a bold um you know by a, a great supporter of of myself and and collector's corner monty who you know it's within five points of perfect i just think it's absolutely stunning stunning bold so overall i think that while there's no not this showstopper hyper or perfect spectrum there was amazing amazing mints uh and i think nifty did a great job highlighting that in his tweet no that's that's awesome i think those are I echo all your sentiments. I do feel like there's some catharsis now that they're all minted. I know there's technically two left, but those are, they're spoken for at least they've all been spoken for and it's out there. Almost all of them out there. We'll see what the last two end up uh, bringing out. I think it will be a lot of interesting analysis on the collection afterwards. Uh, I was surprised in terms of the mints to see two pipes come out. Surprised and slightly disappointed as a pipe holder. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. It, it had been a while and pipes seemed relatively underrepresented. I agree with you on that ribbed. That was amazing. Uh, this one was really unique, 9967. I think this one went to Jordan uh, Jordan Leal from Prohibition, who's awesome. Uh, but really interesting shape uh, on this one, I felt like. And also, I told you off camera, I love 9994. Just a brilliant one in terms of uh, the shape and the color and the symmetry and everything. So some really cool stuff that came through as, as always. And uh, yeah, I mean, we, we kind of now have our final numbers, right? There's going to be 23, most likely 23 perfect spectrums, 43 fulls, however many hyper rainbows we got here, 128. We got all our types ironed in pipes, bolds, ribs. Um, yeah. It's, I do it's, see I'm a Mm-hmm. I do see a world where there's a, a rush to collect some of these um, some more unique pieces because the rarities are are finally locked in, right? There's not this like question of like, oh, how many more hypers or how many more of this? Like I I really do start to think that some of these more aesthetically pleasing pieces get get locked away for a long time. I think so too. And by the way, very few monochromes that came through the printer. I know that uh, some people who, who follow me know I'm a fan of the monochrome slinkies 
and pipes. I think this pipe was the only real monochrome that came through 15. Yeah, it's 15 spread, 181 to 196. There you go. Got us a monochrome, baby. Congrats to whoever got this. Anyways, won't belabor the point. I think I'm feeling a little nostalgic about the squiggles minting through. Um, it is sad, but it's uh, it feels like we can move on from them. And and that's nice as well, which, oh, wow. Look at this one listed at the floor, Jared. This is a really nice, let's see how monochrome it is, but it's it's pretty close, it looks like. Um, yeah, just 18 spread on these ones. Very nice. Anyways, it's I'll funny digress. that you bring point this one out because I was looking at it earlier. It's for anybody online, it's 2106. It's a slinky. The thing that was really captivating to me is it has a really cool, almost symmetrical shape. And it's really, really it's shorter. It has a low segment, which drives that low monochrome look. But I mean, it's this cute little condensed looking. I think it's like a I was literally looking at it this morning. It's a I think a 13 segment, so one off the low. And it it it's just this uh, very unassuming, but yet very, very beautiful slinky right at the floor. There you go. There you go. Anyways, we should stop talking about squiggles and we're going to take up this whole episode on that. Um, I'll talk all day long about the squiggles. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, let's do some great art at great prices. I, I wanted to start off with Factura by Matthias Isikin. Uh, really great collection. As more and more gen art comes out, I tweeted about this. I continue to be very much drawn to really the old style, pure gen art, 50, sorry, 500 to a thousand pieces, good uh, number of traits, good variety, um, good, just well done. You know, screens is another one like this, obviously anti-cyclones, memories of Chile and a lot of stuff that we love, but Factura is in, in that group for me. And the only one that's close to our cutoff of $500 or less 0.36 floor price uh in full disclosure i am an owner of this collection but again it's because i love it um go throw it over to you yeah the an artist i'm really drawn to on in general I, in full disclosure i hold a bunch of these uh in my personal wallet it's called scaffold right now it's a 250 piece collection from rich pool the floor is somewhat low at 55 tezos uh, I think the the real gems really appear in that 120 Tezos arena, but for a hundred dollars, I mean, th these are just, it's a really beautiful balance in my opinion, between line work and coloring. It, there's just these little subtleties in the, the collection. If you go through the metadata, but overall really great artists, really great work. And it's one that I'm continually drawn to. And at that price point, it feels like a, a really, really fun piece of art to put on. Yeah, this is a really cool one. I hadn't seen it before. Thanks for shouting it out. Uh, and the last great art at great prices that this is one I wanted to shout out. It's a Gerhard by Leander Herzog and Richard Nadler. Uh, Leander has one of the uh, Coinbase on-chain summer open editions going right now. It's a fantastic artist. Richard Nadler recently did... Uh, Yamabushi's Horizons that was on Verse that did really well. And these are just really cool, very abstract art, but I like the way the colors blend together and sitting at a 190 Tezos floor. I think it's quite a good price, relatively thick floor. So you should be able to find some options, although 37 out of 500 listed. So it's pretty, pretty relatively locked up, especially for a Tezos collection. Let's do some exciting upcoming drops. This one is not upcoming, but ongoing 
but for another 12 days. If my math is right, we have until September 12th. This is Quasi-Dragon Studies by Harvey Rayner. It is on verse, still minting, and each of these tiles are $100 each. And the way that it works is you can actually go over to, I have a whole long specific dedicated podcast to this. So we'll link this to the show notes, but they have a composite builder. So you can take some tiles and uh, you can create composites out of it. So it allows you to create new images. You can combine two tiles together or add in blank spaces. So it's a really cool experiment. It's a really cool project ongoing mint as i mentioned still another 12 days remaining 11 days by the time this airs and really beautiful art i think harvey did a fantastic job of ensuring that each of these is beautiful in its own right so even for a hundred dollars you can get some fantastic art here have, have you had a chance to play around with a composite builder jared yeah i've loosely played around with it i think that this is just again it, to me it's an indication of Harvey's commitment to the advancement of the space overall. Kudos to him and Verse for creating an attractive price point to be able to get exposure to, to Harvey's work. And I just love the story behind this and, and how it's like a culmination of a lot of Harvey's life experiences and thoughts all coming out. I know that, you know, knowing more about the story behind the scene, the amount of work that Verse put into this, the amount of time that Harvey committed to creating something that's super excellent. I'm I'm a huge fan of this art. And you know, one thing that wasn't mentioned is this uh the black dragon and white dragon uh compilation. So for any of you looking for some potential alpha and being able to to create opportunities, I mean that black dragon hunting is something that if you dig into the algorithm long enough and you're proactive, right? It's not going to be out there forever. Being able to compile some of this is uh there's a there's real opportunities for you know creating something rare for your own collection and value accrual i mean i think there's there's really it's such a dynamic project uh i'm i'm in awe of what harvey has created with this one and not only to create a engaging dynamic but with beautiful art i think is you know hats off to harvey for just an amazing amazing drop yeah absolutely and for more details on those black dragons and white dragons, uh, check out the podcast that we did. It's And he also has a really great website uh, where he details out how you get those special pieces. But uh, yep, you can see it right down here. Also on the verse, see available configurations here. Uh, there's a lot of details that go into this, so we can't get to all of it now. But uh, congrats to Harvey, everybody involved. And uh, feel free to reach out if, if you have any questions. We'll be happy to help you with it. The other release we wanted to talk about this week is our friend, William Upon. He's back. He is releasing a new project called Distance. It's with the LA County Museum of Art in collaboration with Cactoid Labs. Coming out September 12th, we don't have more details yet, but it is in William's style that he's been teasing for quite some time, which is really trying to create real life appearing paint digitally digital painting i think he calls it sometimes any thoughts on this one jared i love william's work i am excited about the opportunity of acquiring a piece i hope to to find my way into the the short list of the allow list i mean anytime william releases work you know we've been following this it's just a reminder to me about a how amazing he is at putting code together to create something that just 
has that uh, that realistic nature. And then what I'm looking forward to is the looking at the outputs and and the 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 colors and the palettes. I just think William is so brilliant at how the composition and colors come together. You know, I I just can't wait for the twelfth to to be around the mentor and just watch the outputs. It's super exciting. It is super exciting. And uh, yeah, can't wait to see more, hear more details about it. We'll update folks next week with anything new prior to the release. Let's take it home with a couple artists to highlight. My first is Andreas Giesen, uh, who also has a, well, maybe like an artist pseudonym. He uses his real name too. Uh, but Andreas recently had the solo exhibition on Verse called Materialized. He was a former designer at Nokia and therefore is really good with screens and makes art with severe constraints, often using just ASCII. Really, really cool art. Even his website is a work of art. He's He's got physicals he's released before uh, and physicals that he released as part of Materialized. And I just think he's really good, man. Different style. I like these artists who are sort of carving out their own niches. Very digital, very savvy. Really cool stuff. Wanted to highlight him. If you don't know him, just check out his work. Go to his Twitter. It's linked in our show notes. Go look at his website. Check out his super rare. I think you might find something you like. And at the very least, you get exposed to something new. Throw it over you for to you for TLP. You know, TLP, Thomas Lynn Peterson, for those who aren't familiar with the acronym, just an amazing artist and amazing collector. I was scrolling through screens last night his art blocks curated collection in preparation for the for the episode and just you know notice that there was a, a couple sales you know mainly uh with sales but overall i was just perusing the the listings and it reminded me that there's some really great pieces very close to the floor and maybe a little known fact but you and i have both ordered our prints but you can go on and check if these prints are available. I believe it's through his official website. And, you know, there he's giving them away. And if you have, or you can check those prior to, to buying it, but really great artist, great community member, so, so involved. And, you know, it's not just screens, like there's imprecision by bright moments in uh, just a really, really amazing individual. And fun fact, he was the first artist appearance on a deep dive into a collection for a collector's corner. So, you know, hats off to, to TLP for always being ahead of the curve and, you know, committed to not only the craft, but the community. So I thought it was an appropriate time to highlight his art. Cause I just, I'm personally enamored with screens, full disclosure. I hold some personally and for the fund, but just really, really amazing work and a really amazing individual also. hundred percent. We love TLP. If you're listening, hello. Thanks for all the great work you do. And thanks to everybody for tuning in. We appreciate you as always. Please let us know any feedback. Give us a like, give us a follow. And we will see you next week.
Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.